Hey there, this is Tanya Wright from thenaturalhomeschool.com, the place for homeschool and Montessori lovers ready to make themselves centered, organized teachers, nurture happy children, and create smooth and successful days. Let's get you closer to your transformation today. Welcome. Hello, everybody. I am Tanya Wright with thenaturalhomeschool.com, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to the Natural Homeschool Show. It is so great to see you here and that you are going to be learning about a great topic today. But first, let me give you a couple of announcements. I want to invite you to two Facebook groups. They are completely free, and you will benefit so much from them. One is the Natural Homeschool Community. Just go on Facebook, search for that group by name, and then request to join. It is so great to have other homeschoolers in there, no matter what method of homeschooling that you are using everyone is there to learn more from each other and get some great tips and information from me who um, has been in homeschooling for over 12 years so I am really excited to have that group and if you are doing Montessori only then I also want to invite you to the Montessori way prep room same thing Facebook search window search for it by name, just type it up and request to join. This is for all things Montessori, whether you are curious about it, join, whether you've been doing Montessori, join, whether you're homeschooling Montessori, join, anything goes. And once you decide if you love it, stay. And if Montessori is not for you, then you don't have to stay in the group, but it is definitely going to give you some great advice, some great tips and great activity ideas. All right. I also want to invite you to receive our weekly emails. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because social media doesn't always work in letting you know what is going on. I try my best to post on there when there's a new training, when there's a new product, there's a new resource, a new article, a new sale, anything, but it doesn't always reach everyone all the time. So if you give me your email, I promise you I won't be spamming you, but I will make sure that you don't miss out on anything. So once you sign up for the email at thenaturalhomeschool.com forward slash weekly emails, then you will be able to receive the emails and add my email address to your contacts. That way you will never miss out a thing. That is thenaturalhomeschool.com forward slash weekly emails or go to thenaturalhomeschool.com and on the main page, you are going to see uh, a sign up for your emails. Okay, so you can do it either way. Then we are in the 60-something episode already for the Natural Homeschool Show. That means that you have 50-something, at least 60 episodes to catch up on. So if you want to catch up and learn more about homeschooling, learn more about natural living, then go to thenaturalhomeschool.com forward slash podcast, and you will be able to see what we are up to there. There's all kinds of topics. And the good thing is that you can listen to it but you can also watch the video. So when I'm showing you the different things that we are doing, it gives you a great visual. By the way, if you are listening to this through a podcast, you can always go to the naturalhomeschool.com forward slash podcast. And that is where you're going to see all of the episodes on video. So I am a very visual person and I like to show things and have a video version of the trainings that I do. So all the shows are in, um, on video format as well. And I think that you will really appreciate it because it takes you to the article. So it has the writing, it has the video, and it has the audio. And you can pick and choose, do all three if you want. That's fine. One last thing is go to shop 
www.thenaturalhomeschool.com if you want homeschool resources and homeschool printables and all different age groups and subjects. So there's always a sale going on. There's always fun stuff. There's always new products. Just take a look and see. We have amazing bundles as well. All right, let's get started with our topic. We have talked about scissors and cutting practice as well as fine motor skills in the past. We had part one of our training for preschool scissor cutting. And today we're doing preschool cutting practice with scissors part two. So I showed you in the first training, three pairs of scissors that you should use first when you're first teaching children how to use scissors for cutting practice. And now I'm going to show you the second set of uh, three pairs of scissors that you should use. So the first part had three pairs of scissors and this part has three pairs of scissors as well, okay? I mentioned that when it comes to cutting practice for preschoolers, there are a few things that you can do to make it more successful. First, you want to make sure that you have the right tools and that's what we're going to be talking about in part two, as well as part one. A good pair of preschool scissors is a must. And that's why I'm giving you options. You can get all of them. You can get a couple of them. You can get one from part one and one pair from part two. That's fine. I'm just giving you the sequence, the order in which I have used them with my children and other children. So you learn the progression as they gain more and more um, refined fine motor skills and they reach the mastery dexterity and um, small muscle movements, the eye hand coordination, all of that good stuff. Okay. So first, you have to have the right tools. That is absolutely imperative. You also want to have some paper on hand, right? Construction paper, colored paper. Um, at shop.thenaturalhomeschool.com, we have some great bundles with cutting practice with uh, different themes, different um, printable activities and things like that that have the different types of lines that in the right progression. First straight and then wavy and all of that good stuff. So I, I show you that. You go to shop.thenaturalhomeschool.com and then in the search window, you either type cut or cutting and it should make it uh, work for you. Okay. You should find all of the bundles that have cutting practice activities that you can print and have ready for the child. But a piece of paper like this will work as well. Okay. Next, that's number two. You need the right tools. Now you need to create a cutting station for the child. If you just let them sit anywhere, they're going to start cutting everything around them because cutting is such a new thing for them. They get excited. They start trying it on everything. So you want to have an isolated cutting station where the scissors are going to be cutting only what is supposed to be cut. And you know that the children will be safe and the items in your house will be safe or in your classroom. Um, so make sure that you have an isolated section in, uh, at a table, at a desk or somewhere. And that when you are done with the cutting practice, you remove the scissors from the child's reach. Okay. This is not only for their safety, but it's also um, good for them to understand that at certain ages, they do need supervision for certain things. And it's also for the safety of your pets, for the safety of um, other people in your house, and also for the safety of uh, the things, the items in your house, okay? You don't want your child to start, um, uh, just out of curiosity, start stabbing the couch 
or, you know, things like that. Uh, it, it is all out of curiosity, but still we want to make sure that children understand that there is a time and a place for cutting and not just to go around the house, you know, like running with scissors and things like that. So please make sure that they understand these rules. This is part two. So that means that your preschoolers are a little older. They are um, able to understand a little better about safety and about a time and a place for things. And if they really want to cut, they need adult supervision, at least for now. As soon as they're mastering it and they're able to do it right, just like with a knife, cutting fruit and things, then um, they won't need to be supervised when they're older. But when they are preschoolers, yes. All right. So finally, so first you need the right tools. Next, you need to have an actual cutting station, cutting practice station for your child. And you can make it any way that you want. I prefer at the beginning, just a kitchen counter, um, nothing with tablecloths where the child can accidentally cut the tablecloth and things like that. Um, or the laminated placemats, because those can also be accidentally cut. So the kitchen counter is easy. It is already flat. It's already smooth. It's already clean. And it's all, you know, it can't be damaged with scissors. It can't be cut. And the last thing is that you need to give the child guidance, just like you set the rules on um, there's a time and a place for using scissors. You will also show the child how to use the scissors. So you will have to give the child some guidance, okay? And you're going to uh, give them instructions, be very patient, and ask the child to be patient with themselves as well, because this is a skill that you need to be able to practice over and over and over before you master it. Yes, it is a fun activity, but when a child is not uh, patient enough or doesn't have uh, a long attention span, it might create a problem for them. So let's be very careful with that and really keep track of what we are teaching the children. Um, they need to be able to feel confident when they are using tools like these, especially as they get older and they get sharper. Okay. So with a little practice, your preschooler will be cutting like a pro in no time. Let's go into these three next pairs. Part one has the three beginning pairs that I suggest. And these are the next three pairs that you want to have. Here is the next pair, pair number four. And this is the one that has the, the one handle for the thumb and the larger handle for several fingers. You will also notice that it has rounded tips. So they're still safe for children uh, if they accidentally poke themselves or something. But they are sharp right here to where they will actually be able to cut. So this is how you can hold it. Obviously, my hands are bigger than a child's. The child can pick and choose if they prefer to put these three fingers in or if they like the control of the index finger here. The important thing is that by the time they get to this pair of scissors, they should be able to manage this motion well. If they are not managing this motion well, then please watch part one because I show you the pairs of scissors that are going to help your child get to be able to do this with the muscle movements, okay? So you're going to be teaching the child to be cutting, open, cut, open, cut, but then eventually they will cut, open, move up, cut, open, move up, cut, open, move up, cut, open, move up, 
until they are able to cut the whole entire thing. And they might be able to also start cutting shapes, not just straight lines. So keep an eye on that, uh, on how the child is mastering the different skills. This is not a lesson where I teach you the shapes on um, how to start with um, cutting lines and then the other shapes in, in the right order as they develop their fine motor skills and they refine them. But it is more talking about the actual tools of um, the, the cutting, the cutting tools, all right? The cutting shapes will be for another lesson. All right, so the second pair that you will want looks like this. It has the even handles and they are able to open up. You can see that this part is longer than the, the blade part, but these are a little pointier. That means that they will be sharper. They, they still won't hurt you, but they are a little sharper. So when they are practicing their cutting, they will notice a difference on how much easier it is to cut with these. Remember that by the time they get to this pair, as well as the pair before, they need to be able to control this without the fingers falling out or opening too much, you know, where children are just not moving their hands naturally. So keep an eye on that. If they are not ready for these, that's okay. Just go back to the previous pairs and see where the child needs to keep working on the skills uh, as uh, they master them. And then the last pair that I want to show you is another craft pair. So I showed you a craft pair in part one and this is part two. So I wanted to show you how this one has the lace pattern, but it is, um, it's a scallop, but it's a smaller, smaller one. So that means that it's going to cut the smaller semicircles this is what it looks like when it cuts with the larger semicircles, and you can tell the difference. I'm going to use this paper just to show you the comparison. But what you're going to do with these is notice how you have also the smaller circle and the handle for the thumb and then the larger one for the other fingers. It is great because you can use it for left and right-handed people. You just need to remember that um, it might be upside down when you use it with the left-handed. So just keep track of that. So you're going to have the child just cut like this, open, move forward, coordinate, make sure that the curves are matching with each other before they cut. So see the difference? This is the beginner one with the big waves. And then this is the, the more advanced one with the smaller waves. You can see um, the scallop pattern right there, okay? So you want to use the scissors until the child masters them. The great thing about these kinds of pairs is that you can get them in sets of six with different patterns here. They have the zigzags and the different um, pictures here. Um, you can see, and so the child gets to practice different patterns, not just the scallop one. And they can also create some arts and crafts out of their cutting practice. So you're doubling up, you're using it for fine motor skill cutting practice and using it for art because then the child will create a craft using those uh, shapes that they cut. All right. So thank you so much for watching this training. I hope that it helped you. If you want to learn where to get these specific pairs that I showed you, look in the description below. 
and if you are looking at the article, you're going to actually see the links in that article. So you can go directly to those products and learn more about them because it is important to understand that these are very, very special skills to have. You will move children towards independence, pre-writing and all of that good stuff, but they also need to be safe and they need to have the right tools. If you give a young child scissors that are too big, that don't fit right, or that they're not able to handle because their fingers are so small or their small muscles are not developed yet, then they're not going to be successful and it's going to be a painful experience, not necessarily physically, but it will be a painful as in uh, a painful experience as in emotions. The child will get frustrated, you will get frustrated. So it's important that you give the children the right tools and they progress to harder and harder pairs of scissors as they learn to control their small muscles. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for being here watching and I will see you next week. Bye. I appreciate you sharing time with me today. You have tons of choices about what you're listening to, and I love that you chose the Natural Homeschool Show. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Until next time, this is Tanya Wright with thenaturalhomeschool.com. I hope that you will use this training to create solutions that will bring about smooth, successful days for you. Let's get you closer to that transformation today.